Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Carl with Kinetic Synergy Performance out of West Palm Beach, Florida. Carl, what is going on, man? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. How are you? Always good, man. This hurricane is not going to put any uh, any effect on us over here in Florida, man. I'll tell yeah, you that. So. Dealing with the same weather right now. <laughs> exactly. So, but I appreciate you being here regardless. And, and look, we're excited to have you on and we're about ready to dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Kinetic Synergy. But first, let's take a step back and give the viewers a little perspective if you can. So, in your own words, Carl, if you can, how would you describe kinetic synergy performance and what you guys do? Um, that's a great question. The, the best way for me to describe the, the facility, the gym, is it is a family-owned boutique gym. I, um, my wife and I, we, we specialize in, t- in having a family-like atmosphere. I prioritize my, my private clients and my group clients to interact um, one of the one of the biggest things I always tell to my wife or, or when I'm selling to other gym other people is we have so many people that come to the gym. I want lawyers to interact with police officers and nurses and teachers. I just want, you know, if you ever need a, a, a plumber, a contractor, we, we should have somebody at the gym who does that. You know, so so many different fields and backgrounds and we can all mingle and, and help each other and, and while being fit together. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Building a community in within your community, right? Having your own little community there. And as tight knit as you as, as you have it, and 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 obviously, you know, excluding any type of uh, of uh, exclusion here, and having that diversity is one of the biggest things. I feel like some people are so focused on the the exclusivity of a demographic that, you know, they forget that you can work with anybody. Some people just want you know athletes. Some people want you know just beginners. But if you can go with you know someone who's a police officer but who also is a beginner, then you also have somebody who's a lawyer who's maybe fit as heck. You know, I think that's the best way to kind of go about it. And so, you know, I appreciate the explanation there, Carl. Let's kind of dive into like the basics here. How many members are you serving currently? I, um, the best way for me to answer that would be 50, 55 members. I I have about um, two groups. I have two groups in the morning, five and 6 a.m. And I I cap those two groups at 15. So that's 30 right there. We're, we're, we're full in both hours. And, you know, throughout the day, private clients, I'd say about another 20, 22 members come through. So maybe yeah, 52 to 55. Nice. Uh, nice. Members, I see. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, I appreciate you sharing the number. And I, I like to ask this question too, right? So to get to that number, what, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? The best is word of mouth. Um, I've been doing this for 10 years, 10 years in April. And um, in the beginning, you know, you, you would, I would pay for advertising and, and whether it be magazines, Facebook, social media. Um, but I've come to realize the best advertisement for what we do at Kinetic Synergy Performance is the client, the member. Uh, when, when somebody goes to the store and they have a shirt on or they're, they're bragging to their friends how, how much fun they had at, at, at a boot camp, they're going to ask, where are you? Who are you working with? Yeah. And that to me is, is invaluable. You really can't put a price on that. Yeah. Yeah. And no, that's so true. It's so true. I think it's a, a direct correlation of how good your fulfillment is, right? When you're good at what you do, people talk well about you. And I think that's, that's great. That's amazing. And so um, let's say this, Carl, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were unlimited. I mean, how much, how much higher can you go than that 50 mark? Oh, wow. That's, <laughs> I have not thought that far. I, um, I want to keep growing. Uh, at the moment, right now, I'm actually looking for trainers. That that's how busy we are. I, I'm actually doing this. I, I do the day to day labor myself. Mm-hmm. My wife handles the the business aspect of it. Um, I'm looking for trainers. So my next step, career wise, is to get trainers in the facility to allow for more growth. Because you know, I'm I'm only one person. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's a great point. That's a great point. I think I I always try to tell everybody like you know you really can't you can't expect to do this all on your own, right? Everybody tries to as much as we want to. Uh, sometimes you have to go ahead and delegate. And, and, and that may be one of the hardest things to do, but 
that is really where it goes to show how good you have the fundamentals down packed, right? Because if you can teach what you do to somebody else and they can do it just as efficiently as you do, it's one, it makes you better as well, as surprisingly, because when you teach, right, you're, you're really practicing the basics and showing the basics to someone else. But then if you can make somebody else just as efficient as you, now you have two of you, you know, and that's kind of hard to do, but if you could. <laughs> I, I had, I had a client um, recently tell me the best business, the best route to take for my business is to find a way to duplicate myself. And, and, and that to me is phenomenal. I, I mean, I hate to say like, I'm the only person that can do what I do. But if I can find somebody that I can trust to do what I do, I, it, it disguises the limit. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah. It's very true. That's very true. I, I appreciate you sharing that part because I think a lot of gym owners can relate to that, right? Yeah. That fear of like letting go. You know, I'm not saying to remove yourself, right? Because I think that's when you kind of lose sight of the business, and I think that's when you can't be fully out, right? You can't. I don't no matter. I don't matter how well the business is ran. I, I don't. I truly don't believe that you can be completely out of it. So, but when you can hand off those duties and 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 you know still oversee everything. I think that's great. And so now let, let's say this too here. I mean, I think one thing that a lot of gym owners do lose sight of, and, and especially like where you're at now, right? Having, you know, that 50 mark, right? I think if anybody realizes, you, especially you being a one-man one team here, I understand that it's really, really tough to track and manage that. Right. And no matter who you are, and, and it's, it's even if you had a two man team, that's really tough to do. So um, how do you manage and track those analytics, those metrics, those numbers? How do you do that? In regards to training or, or business? Uh, I would say like, I mean, or just the clients. So if you want to regard that as business or training, like how do you manage and track like how long the clients have been with you when they started, if they're looking to cancel, how do you track those numbers? Um, I, I use a software, a, a, a gym or a, a tracking software. So as far as uh, training, I, I have their history going back as long as they've been with me. The, the oldest I've had with me is 10 years since, since I came home from college. She's been with me since 2013. Um, and as recently as a couple of weeks ago, uh, I use that tool to track my clients to see how long they've been with me. Um, I also acknowledge the anniversary when we start, you know, um, I, I know when so-and-so started with me, you know, I, I just referenced another lady. She started with me 10 years ago. Uh, I have dates, in my calendars that you've been with me three years, four years. And, and we try to acknowledge and celebrate those things as, you know, we joke, you, you've been my longest relationship, you know, <laughs> like for 10 years, you know, you've been with, I've been with you for five years, things like that to, to track. Yeah. And, yeah. No, that's great. That's great. And I think that's awesome. Again, I, like I said, the fact that you even have something in place is, is, is what's going to be a big distinction between you and a lot of other people. And, and so going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, Carl, but a good question in itself, right? So, you know, uh, if you have to go back and if you could go back in time here, Carl, actually, not if you have to, but if you could go back in time here, Carl, you know, sit yourself down and, and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? best advice I would say is to trust myself. Uh, in the beginning, when, when you take such a leap, uh, I did it at a young age, I believe I was 23, 24, when I decided to branch out on my own. Um, it's scary. And I, uh, I think I doubted myself at times and stressed myself out more than I should have. Um, in hindsight, I'm confident in my knowledge and my ability. Um, and I wish I were more calm and clear-headed to make better decisions, whether it be business or uh, training, anything like that. Just trust your judgment and what you're doing. Yeah. Um, and that's my best advice to anybody, really, is trust yourself. Trust yourself yeah. and what you're doing. Yeah, I think that confidence and conviction in yourself and your ability is really what's going to carry you over to be that successful. So I appreciate you sharing that there too, Carl. And I'm um, going to throw a little bit of a longer-winded question, but kind of correlates from the advice, right? I was also, I think this is going to correlate with improvement, right? And where you feel like you've improved and where you want to improve. So a little bit of a longer question. So if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, just let me know, but a good question in itself. So, you know, Carl, there's, there's about three pillars of business we use most prominently in the fitness and gym world, right? And that's going to be your lead generation, which is your marketing, right? Your acquisition, which is your sales, converting somebody from being an interested client to a paying client. And then we have a retention and ascension, which is keeping our clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So of those three, Carl, where do you feel like you could improve most? I would have to say sales. Um, 
And the reason is I, I, I'm not a businessman. Uh, it's not my forte. Uh, I love what I do health and fitness wise. Um, but as far as closing the deal or, or being better managing the books, you know, um, I've been blessed. My wife has worked in the corporate field her entire life since she was 18. So she does a lot of that stuff for me, the paperwork and things that I tend to lack in. But um, and even then, she also handles the sales for me. When, when I get a client that calls, I forward the phone number to her. Wow. She is she's phenomenal at closing the deals. And she does a way better job at it, so much so that I've even asked her to send me a, a template to read <laughs> off. <laughs> if I have to yeah. take a phone call, I'm like, hey, what do I say? Yeah, yeah. No, that's understandable. And I, look, I, I want to say this. I want to be the first person to say this, Carl, because, you know, you're not supposed to be a sales professional. You're not supposed to be a marketing professional. You're not. You're a fitness professional, and that's okay, right? I think a lot of people kind of come in with the mindset of, oh, you know, I mean, it's not like those things don't need to be tasked or managed or done, right? They do. They do. It's part of the business, right? And I think you, you guys, being a fitness professional, you are as well a business owner. But again, I don't think anybody can tell you that you're supposed to be battery packed with those things because it, it, it'd be impossible. Or you wouldn't have started this business then, you know? And that's the case. You started with what your passion is. So, but also the fact that you can identify what you're good at and where you can improve is, I feel like, the biggest thing because once you improve that, who knows? how much higher you can get, right? I think that's the biggest thing. So that's the reason why we mentioned things like that. So I appreciate you sharing that there to Carl. I've got one more question for you. My favorite question. <laughs> What's the bigger picture for you, man? What's, let's say five, 10 years down the road. What are you trying to accomplish long-term? I actually have thought about this and, and I have an exact plan in mind. I would love, I'm in South Florida here, uh, the three big counties, Palm Beach, Broward, and Dade, a plethora there's plenty of room to grow here um it, it's from an aesthetic standpoint health and fitness is big down here people want to look good to south florida from an athletic standpoint we have athletes everywhere uh, if you watch football you, your favorite football player is most likely from south florida yeah and, very true. and another demographic I, I work with is the elderly uh, a lot of people retire down here in south florida uh, I live in Palm Beach County. We have a big population. So does Broward. So does Dade. I would love within the next five to 10 years to have a facility in Broward and Dade County. That so is that, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, that's a heck of an answer there, Carl. It's a mic drop of an answer. I'll give you that. <laughs> Look, Carl, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. Before we sign out, please shout out any social media, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you? And the facility uh the facility we advertise or post often on facebook and instagram uh the instagram is coach kalu that's k-a-l-o-u uh coach c-o-a-c-h k-a-l-o-u coach kalu on instagram it's uh it's an abbreviation of my name but i post i use that page to post a lot of videos you'll see how i interact with my clients you'll see and I, I, I do, I take great pride in demonstrating the age range that I work with from, you know, from young athletes to older retired adults. So please stop by, take a look. You'll see a, a recap, a recap a video of all my clients throughout that week. Um, I do that on a weekly basis. On Facebook, it's pretty much the same thing. I just post more individual things. I, I may highlight somebody's great squat form. I may highlight somebody's great power snatch or somebody's milestone of being with it for a year. And on Facebook, it's actually the gym's name. Kinetic Synergy Performance. That's uh, K-I-N-E-T-I-C. Synergy, S-Y-N-E-R-G-Y, performance. And that's on there Facebook. There you go. Carl, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds here, I just want to let you know how you can get the podcast. I'd really appreciate it. I'm just going to go ahead and sign everybody else out over here, okay? Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Yeah, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come in, join us to talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. 
You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. I will be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show are Susie and Cosmo from the Shark Gym out of Navarre, Florida. Welcome to the show. How are you guys? Pretty good. How are you? Hey, what's going on? I'm good. Excited for you both to be here to learn more about your facility, what you guys do, how you do it, all the fun stuff. But before we dive into the business side, Give me a little bit of background. What was it that made you guys decide to go and open up the Shark Gym? Oh, and so we're going to make this kind of short, but Cosmo and I, we started dating back in Tucson. We were both active duty Air Force. And uh, I was doing CrossFit at the time. I was all into it, you know, and he was all about lifting normal. And we just enjoyed being able to work out together. So it was our goal to one day open up a gym. And one day, one day... Came really soon after six months after I got out of the military. So yeah. that's that's basically a short story of like we just it was our dream to do it yeah. when we retired. It just happened a lot quicker for us. A lot of things just kind of fell into place all at the same time, and uh, we kind of made the decision before we started our own family of like, hey, this is the time to do it. And uh, the area that we were in really needed something like that they had smaller gyms they just didn't have anything of like a larger scale of a community feel and uh, we were like man let's just jump in dive in so yeah and how long ago was this that you guys like a little over four years we opened march 18th uh of march 1st of 2018 yeah awesome well congratulations on like making that dream that you guys had when you first got together a reality that's a big deal because People always say like, oh, I want to go do this, but like not many people take action. So yeah. good job on that part. Uh, give us your elevator pitch of the Shark Gym, who you are, what services you provide. Paint that picture so our listener really understands your business model here. So the Shark Gym is a place where anybody can come in and work out mm-hmm. and have that big gym feeling of the equipment with a small gym, uh, you know, the person that's going to be motivating, motivating you. Like I was part of the CrossFit community before, and you know that if I hit a PR, then you're going to try to reach that PR and it's that competition, but it's amicable. It's encouraging. We have that feel because we're not super crazy big, you know, and we still, you know, our front desk staff still knows your name, knows you by name and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, we have bodybuilders, we have pros that lift here and it's no different than, you know, a stay at home mom that's coming in from down the block too. So it's crazy. It's kind of like a come as you are gym, but that is everything you could possibly need, um, with a little extra. Yeah. 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 So come as you are, come in, do your thing, whatever your thing is, and then you can head home after and feel confident that you have like a safe place to work out. Uh, So within this model, you know, levels of service, do you guys have personal trainers that use this space? Are they contractors? How does that work? Yeah, so we contract out our personal trainers. So they technically work under the Shark Gym, but they have their own business. They run their own business. So they we don't um, worry about giving them set hours or you have to reach X amount of thing. The only thing that we do uh, ask of them is that they are uh, nationally certified because that requires continued education. So we know that anybody that comes into our facility is getting, uh, that's paying for that service is getting top-notch service in return. Okay. So since they're kind of running their own business under your roof, how does the shark gym kind of benefit from that? Are they paying like rent to you guys? Do the people that are training have to have memberships? How does that work? So the people that are training have to be members. Uh, well, most of them are members, but they don't have to be. There's just a price break for our members. So our members get that special care, you know, um, but they pay it. It's a commission split basically between us. Okay. And what made you decide to kind of do that commission split model? How did you guys come to that decision? Honestly, because being small business uh, owners ourselves, you know, like we're here in the process of seeing other people succeed. And I think that, um, 
if you want to see somebody succeed in whatever they're doing, they have to have ownership in what the, what is theirs. So if I told you know Joe here, hey Joe, you need to be on the clock from eight to five, and you need to be training you know ten hours out of the day. I don't want his training to be watered down by meeting these requirements. I want people that want to be there. I want people that are wanting to be there and make sure that their name is equally as amazing as the shark gym is. Yeah, I really like that. I, I like to ask because typically I see people, the most common thing that I've seen lately talking to Jim similar to this style is like their contractors have like this set rent amount that they pay and then that's it. But I feel like with what you guys do, it kind of allows them to work a little bit harder um, because they know like, hey, like I'm my own boss here. I can work as much as I want. And that's really dependent on how much money I'm going to make. Um, and the gym is still benefiting from that. Um, yeah. You're benefiting whether they have five clients or whether they have 40 clients. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that's really, really great for, for you guys. What percentage of your revenue would you say comes from the personal training side of things? It's really not as much. Um, that's just one of those like extra perk bonuses that we have for our members. That's the small town feel that we want to give them is that we don't really make an excessive amount of money from them. So I would say maybe 10% at best. Yeah. yeah. Most of our, uh, most of our income comes from the monthly memberships. Mm -hmm. uh, and I don't know if we're stepping up past what your questions are going to ask, but we, we, we have a little over 2000 members. Mm -hmm. So um, that kind of, is what our uh, cash flow comes from yeah that, that was kind of maybe the next thing that i was kind of going to talk Sorry. about is the membership piece and that's okay yeah. that's a good segue into the memberships um so with like two thousand members talk to me about the different membership options that you have available is it just like one standard membership do you guys have kind of different levels different tiers so we do everything basically a la carte, but we do um, family. Uh, we are allowed, families have their individual memberships, but they have a discounted rate. Um, and the reason why we did that is because we are in a, a military town. So we have a lot of people that come and go. So we don't uh, give you a year commitment. We know that you might get PCS and you're gonna get a 60 day notice. So we allow you to say, hey, cancel my membership you're responsible for one more month and then that's it we don't we don't have to have any more yeah. commitment from you you don't have to feel like you have to bring your orders and make this whole lengthy process um and, we, go ahead. oh sorry and also too like with the um with the family memberships it also makes it easier because we used to when we first started have like one person paying for the entire membership under their own account and that made it very difficult when one person would leave, like Susie was saying, PCS, or if somebody was deploying mm -hmm. and only one person was staying behind. Well, now you'd have to, if you remember to, or they remember to, you'd have to go in and change their specific membership. But by having separate memberships with just a discounted price, if one person leaves, they only have to mess with their one membership and you can still have the other person. Yeah. It just makes it much more easier and less um, room for error. Yeah. yeah. And then you guys can get like a real true count of how many. Yes, exactly. Yes, exactly. Because um, I've heard that a lot, like in gyms similar to this, where it's like, oh, we do family memberships, but like some of our memberships have like five people using it. So we really don't know how many members we actually yeah. have. So that's really smart. Um, so, you know, your memberships are mostly month to month, um, around 2000 members, you said, mm -hmm. is that a place where you guys are feeling pretty good, pretty comfortable, or are you in a position where you would like to take on more members and continue to grow in this facility? In this facility, I think, um, so we lease our facility and it makes it very difficult to, because, uh, the parking space, the parking lot is our biggest nightmare. I mean, just saying that makes my heart hurt. But uh, this is, I think that we are, for people to have a comfortable workout, I think that yeah. this is about where we want to be. And be, again, because we are in a military town and people come and go, we've never mm -hmm. fluctuated too far from this. This has yeah. been like, I don't see us exceeding um, this number. Yeah anytime soon and we're comfortable where we are with that but opening up a second location which is our short-term you know goal that you were talking about would be fantastic because i do think that there's room for another one of us 
Yeah. And it also allows us at this location to be able to take care of our, our actual staffed employees appropriately mm -hmm. too, and still be comfortable, comfortable enough, um, you know, fixing equipment, buying new equipment, mm -hmm. um, taking care of other people if they need something and yeah. also taking care of ourselves, right? That's the whole point of owning a business and being able to um, see yourself succeed as well. Mm -hmm. So, you know, being that you guys are in a military turn, you experience a little bit more churn than the typical gym. I mean, no matter what kind of gym you are, it, with 2,000 members, you're going to see some churn. It happens. We're going to lose yes. members every single day. Um, but with that, we're going to be taking on new members every single day. So we kind of like flatline around that 2,000 members. What do you guys do to find new clients? Like, are you guys doing any form of advertising? Like, walk me through what that process looks like. On it, this is so crazy, but we have word of mouth has been our biggest um, type of advertisement that we've done. And, it, you know, I'm sure a lot of people will probably attest to this, but that is the best type of advertisement that you have. If you have a good product, you know, yeah. you're always going to hear a negative review because we're human and, some, and everybody likes to complain. Uh, let's just say that out there. If you look up at our reviews and you, you see our we smell like urine review, which we don't, um, but word of mouth has been great. And because we are from military, you know, we were military ourselves in a, from the Air Force and we have our right. Air Force community. Like, I think people just kind of grew to know us yeah. and we do a lot of social media, uh, which we do push into, you know, you put in your age groups or whatnot, bubbles, and that works pretty well, but we haven't done anything crazy. Nothing yeah. much more besides that. We do work with our local businesses. So like, other smaller businesses yeah. will refer us and we do have banners in our in our facility as well so again we have a lot of cross yeah. advertisement with other people and i think for like listeners that are, are listening to this um navarre it, where we are is big but it's not that big right mm -hmm. so everybody still kind of knows each other mm -hmm. and what's what's unique about us is because of the building that we lease so the building we lease has been around for like the original the Jaws original movie. Jo yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in one of those buildings. Yeah. So the original Jaws movie has our building in it and it's got a giant shark head in the front of it. And yeah. it was vacant for eight years and people were wondering what was going to go in this. It was a disaster in the inside. So when we finally leased it, agreed with the landlord, yeah. um, people already were talking. Everybody was talking. And we yeah. just literally, like Susie said, all we've done is... Uh, Facebook advertising. And when we say Facebook advertising, we mean just going live, going live mm -hmm. on there, sharing videos, Instagram videos, um, telling them what we were doing when we were opening. By the time we opened, we already had um, about 250 to 300 people pre-signed up just based off of walking through an empty building with us. Um, so we, we put a lot of time and effort, but man, it's the organicness of the area and how people just, yeah, you know, talked yeah. about what was going on they were excited yeah i mean in the industry no matter who we are we're always gonna love word of mouth right yeah. Yeah. Free. and yeah. it feels pretty good like when our members or people in our community are talking about us mm -hmm. because we don't have to spend any money to do that and mm -hmm. it means that people trust our service they trust our product our, our product yes. um, so word of mouth is always going to be a good feeling when it comes to scalability it is hard to predict our growth through word of mouth so mm -hmm. people typically supplement that with some guerrilla marketing like you guys have done with the community businesses and also social media and like in 2022 social media is the number one way that businesses no matter what kind of business is using it to grow um you mentioned that you guys have gone live um you do like a lot of organic posting how beneficial has that been would you say a lot of your leads are coming from social media or does it kind of ebb and flow so I think that just aids and propels our word of mouth because members that we used to have, you know, again, um, will watch that and then their friends that are moving into the area, yeah. things like that, then they link us up through that, you know, and it's kind of cool because they've gotten to know this gym before they even get here. Yeah. So that's, so it's, oh, it's only propelled that. Yeah. You know. And we added a virtual tour onto our uh, face onto our website too, mm -hmm. um, which is linked to our Facebook. So people will, will talk about us, and then um, you know, and we're right next to a few major military installations, and then also Navarre's a vacation um, spot center. Yeah. So people will go on vacation, and 
everybody wants to go to the gym while they're on vacation, regardless of if you're, you know, trying to take a break or not. So um, people talk about it. Uh, and like Susie said, I think Facebook just propels it. Yeah, I think that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I always like to kind of, since you've mentioned that location number two is in the books, I always like to ask, like, what's your plan to fill location number two and fill it fast? Uh, that's a that's a good question. Yeah. Let's see. Go? No, you you can't. You want to take it? Sorry. Yeah. I'll try to answer it. Um, I think honestly, in our area, we yeah. still could use another gym just like this gym. Mm -hmm. So it's very unique. If anybody ever has been here before in the Navarre, Gulf Breeze, Destin area, um, we don't have like really, really big gyms. We have like a Planet Fitness, we have a Gold's Gym, but it's not a, a normal Gold's Gym that you, it's very small. Um, so if, if we were to open in the local area, people already know our name, people already know our work ethic, people know Susie and I um, very well. Um, so just based off of that and the fact that we have a business that's successful and people talk very highly of, um, I think it would fill up right away. I think if we had the same business model, mm -hmm. um, we had the same feel when people walked in and the yeah. same type of equipment, people are, are, are wanting that. Uh, I mean, in some of our areas, we have, we have some uh, friends in other gyms that own other gyms and they have specific niche type things like an all women's gym or, um, mm -hmm. you know some some other type of like uh circuit training or crossfit um but other than our gym and maybe a golf uh the gold's gym and an anytime fitness mm -hmm. and a planet fitness there's nothing like us so in this local area they still could use us yeah yeah, yeah. Right answer, and right? i think to fill and yeah. yeah like you said to fill it i think we just would follow the same thing the model that we yeah. did before so that they know that we are still not washing down this product then you know when we talk about franchising it's important to us that when we franchise, like um, that the people that we do allow to franchise through us, that it's that they understand that that we want this community feel to stay within. Like when we do, we reach out to our local high school. You know, we do football events with them. You know, we want to work with the local people because if our local people are growing, then we're growing too. You know, it's at the end of the day to us, it was like a health thing. Yeah. You know, like to just bring that to the community so opening up a second location would just be an emphasis on that like we just want right. to expand to mm -hmm. other people and i think too like um we took you know four years is not a long time but in that short period of time honestly susie's the brains behind this operation she got the uh, she figured out the appropriate systems for us to use um all the admin stuff behind the scenes susie has susie has figured that stuff out so before we've even decided to move on this one has to be running like a well-oiled machine so we don't have to worry about that anymore and i think we're about at that place where um but i think if someone was deciding to franchise before that point then you could potentially lose that amazing thing you've created mm -hmm. before because you haven't figured out how it really works, you know? Um, but I think that we figured that out. Yeah. 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 So like when it comes to franchising, like we're going to be selling this business, not selling this business, but like people will be opening their own locations and their locations will not be in Navarre. They will not be run by Cosmo and Susie who yeah. everybody knows and everybody trusts in the community. So like, how do you guys plan on providing these franchisees with the resources that they need to fill the gym with members? Because word of mouth and what you're doing right now is not replicable if Susie and Cosmo are not involved in the process. So it's a it's a teaching thing. So what we want to do is uh, we would want them to use what we've done here. This is our mold. We're going to replicate that in a different location, and we want to in help them and instruct them through like what we did. I think people, um, our word of mouth started before because we started showing people what we were doing um, before we really did anything literally we announced that we were opening up this gym when we took the lease sign off of a building so people knew and got to follow our story so people have known us from yeah. the very beginning so when we talk about franchising in another location i would want those people to first off like 
ask them like are you going to be comfortable with sharing your story with us because people will like to see that people like to see that and especially in our generation i think that we are in, in a time period where people want to see entrepreneurs you know we are all a generation of entrepreneurship yeah. so for people to be able to see that that'll be great um obviously at that point we have created a name and a branding and so we're starting to create brand recognition which is something that i think that um that's where they're getting their bang for their buck like they when they follow this and they see that this person is opening up it's not you're not creating a brand they have a brand that they can show um proof of what's happened and i also feel like uh whoever is going to decide to franchise us and that whether it's a franchise or it's us opening up a second location which would be different but if someone's going to franchise our business um it's probably going to be somebody who knows us at least a little bit mm -hmm. um because we've already had people that know us saying hey um you know when you guys are ready let me know um, so they know how we work and they're they're going to be asking for our guidance and we're thankfully we're blessed enough to be able to take that time away from the structure we have now and spend that time with them because we want to see like that's yeah. our business like that's yeah. our name so obviously we're not going to say and and with a franchise you have the ability to give criteria of hey this is how it should look this is yeah. how it needs to uh, be run mm -hmm. um you know if you fail to do those things then obviously there's repercussions for that or you no longer can franchise so um that's the cool thing about having a franchise yeah. if you did that definitely so to kind of segue into the next idea that I would like to discuss today, and I think there's just as much value in us talking about the good stuff as there is the stuff that, that's challenging, because that's relatable for other people in the mm -hmm. business. So for you guys, what would you consider to be your biggest business-related bottleneck right now? And what are you doing to work on kind of overcoming that bottleneck? Well, right now, um, I think that it's just, let's see, there's a, there's a couple of things that come to mind. I mean, you're talking to Cosmo and Susie who were sued within the two the first two years of being opened. Um is so we've had a we've had a fair share of um things. We live in a time period where you have to be kind of be careful with what you say, which is uh is difficult, you know. Um, let's see. What was the biggest challenge though? When you refer to bottle, bottleneck, can you like rephrase that or? Um, yeah, so everybody, like no matter how perfect we think our business is running, yeah. there's always going to be kind of that one thing that like maybe keeps us up, up awake sometimes. We're still trying to figure it out. It yeah. caused a little bit of our challenge, a challenge in our day to day. Yeah. And um, so that's kind of what I meant by that question. Okay. Um, well, I mean, and. I think when we talk to when we talk to people, we're just so and I'm not trying to hype ourselves up, but we're so unique because we haven't really had too many of those problems of like, man, this we need to fix it. But really, our biggest problem is the fact that we don't own our building. Yeah, that's what um, I'm yeah. With. I mean, we're a 10,000 square foot warehouse building that um, is old and we spent a lot of our own income that um, we will never see reap the benefits of that anymore. Like we'll never see that return unless we end up buying the building at some yeah. point. Um, so, I mean, obviously the amount of money that we put into the building, it kind of makes you kind of sad when you think about it, like, Hey, that's a lot of money, but you know, the business is becoming successful, but at the same time, you're never going to see that again. So like, for example, like Susie mentioned the parking lot, um, that parking lot is way too small, but in Navarre, the parking lots suck everywhere. Yeah. Um, but the, you know we can't do much about that parking lot and you know we've spent thousands of, upon thousands of dollars just filling holes in that parking lot um because um we have no choice unless the landlord decides that they want to um help obviously we could pay for it but we don't own the building why would we pay for concrete on a you know yeah, or I think in, go ahead. and i was just gonna say i think that at the end of the day like uh that's what i was gonna lean towards is yes. just leasing the building is the one that keeps us up at night yes. because at the end of the day like what happens if something happens to a landlord and whoever yeah. takes it over decides that hey yeah. i don't want to lease it to you guys anymore then mm -hmm. what do we do you know yeah so that's the one that keeps us up at yeah, night definitely. it's uh yeah. you know no matter no matter what like yeah we have a contract but let's face it like anybody yeah. But and it's just it's just heartache. Yeah. So if you if if we I mean, if I was to give advice to somebody that is opening up a gym, um, I would say if you can afford it, buy your own building. Don't lease it because that's the scary part. And especially if you've created something mm -hmm. successful, like Susie said, 
you know, three-year lease with an extension, you can get an additional extension on top of that. And, you know, the option to buy if someone else, um, you know, we get the first right of refusal, things of that nature. Um, but when Susie and I started this, we didn't have the income. Like we literally had not much at all. Yeah. So by even risking, you know, she, you know, she had to sell a home. Um, we had to, uh, we pulled out a small personal loan from USAA. Um, yeah, because there's not many banks that are willing to give you loans for a gym. gym. A startup gym, you know, especially so. And now um, after COVID, especially not. So, exactly, um, which is one of the benefits, you know, back to a positive note um, with franchising. We do have an established brand at this point. Then so we have proof of, uh, you know, profitability yeah. that we can show uh, a bank so that it would make the loan process easier for somebody mm -hmm. trying to open up again, because we struggled with that significantly. I mean, I had investment properties and I had to sell one of those, like he said, and the personal loans. I mean, we had so much debt to us you know like yeah, personal, personal debt and yeah. so and again on a building that isn't even ours so if she decided that hey tomorrow that's enough this is your last year and it's because we should, we have 90 days up until 90 days before to agree to renew our lease it's like those 90 days i'm like please just agree please just agree <laughs> already so that i can go to sleep yeah <laughs> yeah that is a really really tricky challenge um for you guys, like, do you foresee yourself staying in that building like long term? We would love to. Yeah. Uh, we we're very we're very much into our faith, so I think that that is. Uh, I don't know if it's for, yeah. for you, but for me, it is one of my nightly prayers. Like, please, God, let today be the day that she wakes up and she just says, "Make an offer; it's yours." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we would like to. I mean, obviously, we've created a home there, and people know. The shark gym as being right there in the center of navarre mm -hmm. um so we would love to stay there and if we could buy the building then we could you know make major improvements on it um you know we could expand upon it but uh yeah really in navarre there's not much there's not many other locations that you can build without spending mm -hmm. a small fortune um so and we're still pretty small yeah. relative for for what that needs i mean one of the lots that we were looking at uh, originally we actually had an offer in and we pulled it within like two hours it's like what are we insane yeah. <laughs> we can't do that it's yeah. now a huge uh truck uh tractor supply location yeah. so yeah. i'm like you know it took them like all that time and all the effort yeah. we yeah. were not yeah. cut out for yeah. it okay so you know we kind of talked about the challenges there like to kind of take a U-turn and talk about some happy stuff for a second. So um, if I were to hand you guys a magic wand, all your dreams, all your goals for the shark gym had come true, what would that picture look like for you guys? I think that they have come true. I even beyond that. I mean, what we originally wanted was, you know, from being two, two gym cores, you know, and um, so, let me back up a little bit. Cosmo has his pro card in um, bodybuilding and I have a degree in health and wellness. So we came from two aspects of the world. Like I wanted to help people like be healthy and he was doing his thing and doing it so well that we just wanted the community to like see the balance of the two of health and fitness, you know, aesthetics and internal health and, you know, longevity. So we did that here so far, our dreams are, you know, exceeding because we see the people that know us by names. I mean, I've been pregnant twice uh, in the duration that we've had the gym and people were super sweet and like hand grandmas were hand making little uh, towels for my girls and they've knit little bears for them. And it's like, and it's not just me, people walk in with little happy birthday bags for other people. So like, that's what we wanted. We wanted the people yeah. in the community to be there and, and to um, be able to help other people exactly. and to be able to give back. And I think at this point, yes, everybody would want, like if all our dreams came true, we would love to be, you know, super financially stable and, you know, being able to take care of our family, whatever they need, you know, just send checks out here and there. But um for what we would love uh i think we've done it and uh to make it absolutely perfect would be the guarantee that that building 
would stay ours forever I yeah think. so we can continue to provide this for our community because yeah. i mean i'm telling yeah. you like it's just been crazy we have uh, we just have this young girl she's in her 20s and i won't give her name out because i don't know if she'll want me to but in her 20s she moved here after having a really rough spot hitting a really rough spot in her life and you know the gym she she says it's the gym you know and i think it's the people from the gym it's not the gym but it's it's the people here that yeah. have you know she's lost 200 pounds she's the happiest that she's been i have another sweet lady who uh, goes to our regular doctor as well you know copd um and she's doing so much better so to me like that's what we wanted now the fact that we are in a much more financially stable um household now because of it is yeah. like the icing on the cake yeah. that we mm -hmm. did not expect to be experiencing four yeah. years into it yeah i think it's great that you guys have kind of accomplished like what you were looking to get out of this like create create this kind of like family environment type gym like the type of gym that anybody's comfortable going into because in this industry it is intimidating for a lot of people to walk into a gym yeah. um and so the fact that you've like really created this like safe place is so encouraging to hear um you've kind of reached that goal and hopefully with you know the next location the franchise like this is something that continues to be prevalent all over the state of florida and maybe beyond <laughs> um, yeah and I'm excited to kind of see that happen. Last question I have for you guys is like, what's a word of advice that you wish somebody had told you four years ago when you opened up the shark gym? I think that we, I would have liked to have talked to more people that were actual mm -hmm. gym owners and um, it within my, my, mm -hmm. what we were doing, you know, cause we knew people that owned equipment companies or people that had franchise in the past, but I wish I would have talked to more people that could have given me more solid advice that actually applied to us, yeah. um, and would have guided me into better directions. And I wish that we would have talked to, um, I would have, I would have done my homework more in regards to like, the leasing aspects and how to negotiate those things better so i wish i would have had just more input on the negotiating aspects because there's so much that we could have done a little bit that would have made our process a little bit easier then i would say um don't wear your emotions on your sleeve like, yes don't don't be so sensitive about everything that happens and take it personally um susie and i are very personal people yep. and we take everything to heart and uh, people are going to be people. If you have a goal and you have a trajectory where you want to see that goal go mm -hmm. and you're confident in yourself that you're on the right track, don't let other people sway you or tell you you're doing something wrong or make you uh, nervous. Yep. Be confident in what you know is right and what you know you're doing out of the goodness of your heart. Um, because... People may, uh, the more successful you get in something, people are going to make you feel not good sometimes, you know? Yeah. Uh, so just don't wear your emotions on your sleeve. Like um, keep it to yourself. Keep it to yourself. Yeah. Vent to your vent at home. And if you're going, and the other thing, I know I had two of them, is uh, find a good partner. If you're going to do it, have a good partner. Don't, uh, don't like, don't say, hey, this is my friend. He wants to do this with me or she wants to do this with me. Mm -hmm. And if you guys are not on the same page, Susie and I are good partners with each other. We balance each other out. Um, yes, we're married. We live each other. We're with each other 24 hours, literally 24 hours a day. Yeah. But we figured it out. So don't do it with someone you're not confident in the fact that you guys have the same business model and you're there for each other, whether it's a friend or a loved one or something like that. But or even if you don't have the same mindset, that yeah. make sure that it's a person that you can be honest with that yes. you don't have to think about how am I going to say this that you can just say it yeah. and if you said it wrong it's it's okay you yeah. can fix it you know like you can talk about you can it take and... constructive criticism and be okay yeah about it. exactly yeah. yeah absolutely that was a lot of good information <laughs> in there and a couple of, of words of advice um I think it's really valuable for us to just like listen to other people because like you said Susie that you wish you had talked to other gym owners and 
to be frank, like there's not a ton of resources for gym owners out there, right? Um, when you're learning how to operate a gym or how to do this, how to do that within the, the business side, it is very tricky. So I appreciate both of you being here and helping me kind of create this piece of content that we can share with other gym owners. Um, yeah, it's been lovely. Yeah, of course. It's been lovely talking to both of you. And um, I want to give you a chance to tell us the Instagram or the Facebook page. Where can our listeners go to find out more about the Shark Gym? No, we just keep it really simple. It's the Shark Gym. And yeah. on every platform, we've been yeah. able to keep that as uh, our yeah. name, which is which is pretty great. Yeah. Which, you know, we were named by our community. So yeah. it's great. <laughs> and you can also search on Instagram, hashtag be one of the greats. We yes. actually trademarked that uh, in the state of Florida. So that is our phrase. Uh, yeah. So if you search that, you'll see plenty of people um, that have tagged that and you can see what they're up to. Yeah. So be one of the greats. <laughs> Cool. I love it. Thank you guys for sharing, for being here today. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, guys, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you want to join us for an episode here at the Gym Lords Podcast, fill out the link in the description. We will be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez, and joining us on the show today is a very special guest. It is the one and only Bob Savin with Fitness Together out of Massachusetts. Bob, what is going on? Happy Wednesday. How are you feeling today? Oh, feeling great, JJ. Uh, thanks for having me on today. Yeah, heck yeah. We appreciate you being here. We're excited to have you on. And, you know, before we dive into the nitty gritty here of what you have going on with Fitness Together, First, let's go ahead and give the viewers a little perspective. So, Bob, if you can, in your own words, how would you describe Fitness Together and what you guys do? So here at Fitness Together, we specialize in training men, women, and teens. Uh, typically, they're people who are coming to us because maybe they've tried a gym before or just a little uncomfortable going to the gym by themselves. So they come to us looking for some uh, instruction on how to work out better, how to move better, how to feel better. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's people that don't have a lot of experience doing it on their own and, and need some guidance. Yeah. I love that. I love it. That's awesome. I think that's great. And I appreciate the explanation there. And let's kind of dive right into the bare bones basics here, Bob, of what you have going on. So Bob, how many members are you serving currently? So in, I have two locations, um, one in Ashland, Massachusetts, one in Southboro, uh, Mass. And um, in our Ashland location, it's a little bigger facility, but we have currently about 60 members, um, 60 clients that we work with on a one-on-one basis in Ashland, and probably about 40 over in the Southboro location. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So about 100 total here. And so for you, Bob, I mean, whether it's different for the locations or whether it's the same thing, just curious, what's been the best method of getting new people through the door? Uh, I think, oh, I mean, I think this is the case with any gym business, right? Your, your best method is, is always referrals, right? If your clients are happy, they're going to, they're going to drive people to you most often, um, you know, but also nowadays it's a lot of social media content. Um, it's, it's, and being active in the community. So I do a lot of public speaking in the community. I nice. do a lot of um, online presence. So I'll do a lot of live streams, but always talking about, the service, the product, the business, more so than, you know, the, the pretty pictures and, and, you know, the, the typical things you'd see with the old um, marketing methods of, of postcards and things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, I could definitely tell you have the public speaking uh, in the in the back end there, man. You have really good word economy, man. So, so that's a good trait to have here, Bob. And so, um, well, let's say this, Bob. I mean, let's say leads, traffic, clients, all these things were hypothetically unlimited. I mean, how much higher can you go than the market at now? Um, we could probably still grow by by probably twenty percent. Uh, at both locations or? Yeah, or, but, well, and probably even more so in the Southboro location for sure. Nice. Um, you know, and, and we're not just limited. I mean, one of the great things um, more recently, and, and you've got experience with this, is is working online. You know, in that yeah. where we were usually bound by our four walls, nowadays we're doing more Zoom sessions. We're meeting people. We've got clients that have come back to us that might have moved away. So when we started doing Zoom all through through you know pandemic closures, uh, we were picking up people that that moved cross country that said, gee, I wish that, uh, you know, for years we were still marketing to them. And uh, and they said, geez, I moved out of town. And we said, hey, no problem. We can get you on a Zoom call right now and and, and we can start training together again. Uh, yeah. So there, there's sort of a limitless growth opportunity, you know, so long as we can hire the people. Yeah, I, I agree. That's so true. You hit it right on the head. I think um, you only put the limitations on yourself, right? It's, it's as far as you think you can go. And if you could improvise and innovate with, you know, with, for example, COVID, you know, when we had to go online, I think if you can do that and adapt, you'll be fine. And so I appreciate you sharing the, the statistics with us here. And so going to ask a little bit of a longer winded question here, Bob, but a good question in itself and a good way to kind of get perspective on, on improvement, I guess you could say. Right. And so if you need me to repeat anything, by all means, let me know. Cause like I said, it's a little longer winded question. Um, but what we've been discussing this entire podcast and what we really try to, you know, use or what we do use most prominently in the fitness and gym world are three pillars of business. Okay. And that's going to be your lead generation, which is simply your marketing, your acquisition, which is your sales. And then you have your retention and ascension, which is keeping your clients longer, but getting them to buy more from you in that process. So, Bob, of those three, where do you feel like you could improve the most? Um, probably in lead lead generation, for sure. Yeah, yeah, we and do I a think great I, job. Yeah, we do a great job on on retention. You know, so many of our people have been with us years and years, and um, but you know, like you said, growth comes from those new people coming in the door. Yeah. Yeah. And I think uh, I always like to say you're a fitness professional, not a marketing professional. So one, you're not supposed to be good at the marketing side, but if you can resolve the retention concerns and then get people through the door consistently, now you don't have to worry about if you're getting five people in and five people falling off. You're worried about, okay, one person's falling off. Let's get five people through the door. And if you can resolve that, I mean, who knows where business will be, right? I think that's the biggest thing. And so I appreciate you sharing that with us, Bob, because I think when you can, um, when you can put success to the side, and still admit you can improve in certain places. I think that's a big, big picture um, for the viewers. And I think it helps change the perspective for a lot of the viewers here. So thank you for that, Bob. And so last two questions for you, my two favorite questions. You know, Bob, what's the bigger picture for you? What are you trying to accomplish long-term? That is a good question. Um, you know, I think that I've been doing this a long time and, and maybe something we didn't talk about is, you know, I've been in this industry for about 30 years now. And wow. so I've obviously seen a lot of people come through my doors. Um, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy the training end. I certainly enjoy the the, the business end of it. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, kind of long term, it's that it's that growth of um, not only the facility but the team. You know, I, because I know that you know as time kind of goes on, right? I'll, I, maybe I'll do less training. Maybe I'll do more um, speaking. And as I do those things, I want to make sure that the product, that, that the, the business itself stays strong. Um, so for me, it's, it's growth of our team, growth of, of our facility, um, where there's more uh, of my trainers who, who have the same skill set and the same um, longevity that I have. I love that. I love that. I mean, look, I'll tell you this, Bob, that was a mic drop of an answer, but I got one more for you. So <laughs> um, let, let's dive into this last one. I'm really curious to see your answer here because I did not know you had this much skin in the game here. So, um, you know, if you can go back in time here, Bob, to, to when you first started the gym and sit yourself down with the knowledge you have now and give yourself that one piece of advice you think you really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you? Um, to make sure that you've got the right team of people surrounding you 
um, to get started, the right, and that's everything from the marketing people, the um, the finance people, all those types of things. Because you know, I think when I started, I mean, what's really interesting about how I started my business was it it came, it was something I had been thinking of, it was something I was considering, uh, but then there was an opportunity there, and it was something that we needed to to jump on right away. Um, and essentially, I started my business on a credit card. And um, and really wow. just paid my franchise fee, got started, you know, paid, did a lot of the build out myself um, to to cut costs, and we opened the doors. But when we opened the doors, there wasn't a whole lot left over for the marketing. Um, so you know, if someone had kind of told me that back then, or or really sat me down and said, "Hey, you know, you got to set some aside for for this, and um, you know, and you got to manage this a little bit better on that end." Maybe we would have done some things a little bit different in terms of the amount of equipment we bought, you name it. Um, but you got to plan for everything. And um, being a fitness person, not a business person at the time, um, those are things that, that maybe I missed. There we go, Bob. A heck of an answer there. I appreciate you sharing that with us. Look, it's a good place to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please shout out your Instagram, Facebook, website, anything you have. Where can people find out more about you and your gym? Sure. I mean, we're at uh, fitnesstogether.com backslash Ashland. Uh, that would be our, our, our page there. But Fitness Together Ashland in Southboro uh, on, on Facebook would be another great place to find us. There we go, Bob. We absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast. And I look forward to seeing what you can accomplish down the road. If you don't mind sticking around for two more seconds, just so you know how you can get the podcast, I would really appreciate it. I'm just going to sign everybody else out over here, okay? Thanks, JJ. Awesome, Bob. Uh, and to everybody else who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit that like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.